Big Fluff. And now, your host, miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and I am excited to bring to you today an interview with Jonathan Davenport from Our Heroes Rock, uh, which you'll hear us discuss on the show. It is uh, a concept that I absolutely love that is on Kickstarter right now. It's a project that he created alongside Big E from the WWE and um, Andreas Hale. Uh, They came up with the idea to uh, tell the story of heroes of black history using hip hop and science fiction. It is a very cool concept that it uses a lot of uh, computer animation. Big E plays a robot tour guide. They describe this setting as the Smithsonian if it was designed by Tony Stark. It is a very cool project. It's They're trying to raise money on Kickstarter to uh, create something for the pilot episode to hopefully get more episodes made. I definitely encourage you to, to check out the Kickstarter, listen to this interview. Uh, it's also just a really fun chat. Uh, as you can hear... Uh, I really like this dude. Like we had a really great conversation. Uh, We nerded out about wrestling, nerded out about pop culture. He is also the guy who designs all of the ring gear for the new day in the WWE, which we, we got into. It's a, a really great chat about a lot of stuff and I, a really cool project that I do hope if you are in a position to donate to that you donate to if not at least share it help get the word out because you know it it's just it's a project that as soon as i heard about it i was like this should exist in the world uh so i hope you enjoy the interview make sure you check out the kickstarter uh but without further ado here is my conversation with jonathan davenport It's kind of a neat thing. I mean, pandemic's awful, but, you know, necessity and invention and all that. Yeah. And I feel like everyone has stepped up in terms of audio, video and streaming technology. And it's crazy. I mean, I didn't watch the entire Golden Globes thing Sunday. Oh, it was rough. But, <laughs> but I saw the intro yeah. and I was like, how is this so seamless? Like their comic timing is dead on. Like there's no delay. It was amazing. No, that's uh, I I watched all the Golden Globes. They were great, but like the the actual technical, like all of the people at home was a bit rougher. (laughs) (laughs) That was not as seamless. That's the thing that always gets me because. okay, what was I watching? I don't even remember. I was watching something, some show where they were they normally have people in person. But this time they had people at home. Yeah. And like it looked like the performers were 
on their own in terms of setting up their little, their lighting setup and their cameras. And you're like, I was like, send someone out, (laughs) dude, set up a little booth for them. Like set up their little lighting thing and then let them look good. That's their whole job is to look good. Yeah. I was surprised the number of celebrities, you know, like actors, like name actors that had low res cameras and bad audio. And I'm like, this is literally your industry. Like you guys don't have a guy that like, (laughs) I hear you, man. It, you know what? Let me mute this. It makes sense. In a way, though, because I never realized and I'm just picking this up right now and we'll get into it when we talk about the Kickstarter. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like people have their thing and they learn all about their thing and they become experts at their thing. And then there's thing adjacent. <laughs> yeah. And they know nothing about it because it's like, why would I ever touch a camera? Right. That's a union thing. I'm not even allowed to touch a camera. <laughs> Someone does that for me. Yeah, exactly. So that was, it's really funny. I was just reading an article today about Kelly Marie Tran. Um, yeah. That was really nice. But they actually said that, that she was unique in the industry and that like when she did Star Wars, she would go around to the different departments. Like, in, like when she wasn't on set, she would just be like, Oh, hi. Like, can I see what you guys are doing? Like, she actually literally would like pop in to everybody else and be like, I want to learn about your job. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, that's super smart. That's really, really smart. And it tells me that she probably has aspirations like with creating her own stuff and she's learning from the pros and using the opportunity she has. I think that's smart lady. (laughs) Yeah, Probably way more interesting than sitting in your trailer and waiting, you know, three hours for them to set up the gotta be gotta be like, uh, for instance, right now, um, E is, uh, on set shooting a, a thing all week. So Andreas and I have been like running the campaign while he's, he's out of pocket. But he keeps texting and I'm like, you have a remarkable amount of time for someone who's shooting a movie. <laughs> He's like, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I'd be fascinated because uh, I, I am a lifelong wrestling fan. Uh, sure. And I um, I have such an appreciation for wrestlers uh, for like what they do just in terms of, you know, how much of it is improvisational like in the moment and i would wonder just as someone like him what that feels like to go from an environment where it's like so immediate and so you know you're in front of a crowd and you maybe got the script that day to then shooting a movie where you're spending months like just doing man okay so talk about industry and industry adjacent so (laughs) so my the place where i touch wrestling where our venn diagram overlaps is just in the, in the looks and the, in the graphic art stuff. So I, I do a lot of gear for a lot of guys. Um, and I kind of, I don't want to bug anyone. I don't want to fanboy on anyone. And I know like the last thing you want to talk about when you've been doing something 300 days a year is like, Oh, I have a spare moment. Oh, let me explain this to somebody else. So yeah, I don't ask. Yeah. But I have an aspiration. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it is, I, I want to set aside a day with whoever will talk to me looking like E at this point and just go, <laughs> can we just set everything, everything aside and just tell me how it works? Yeah. I just need to know, like you watch Royal Rumble. That's the one that's, that's exactly one. right. Like, no, I, I have been so endlessly fascinated by the Royal Rumble of just like, how, how do they do it? Do like on a planning level, you know, what, what is it being said in those earpieces? Like, how do you know when you, you know, it's like your time to, and how, it's how much do you like, think they've screwed up in the row rumble? <laughs> like it has and, to, and, right? And, and how pro are they that they screw up and we don't know? 
Exactly. Know? Yeah. Just like, yeah. You look at these big group fights in, um, in like the John Wick movies. And I'm, I'm super fascinated by the way they do that too. Oh, have you sure. heard about, have you heard about like how they pull that off a lot? What do you mean? Like with, with the John Wick fights with like they have, cause they have a limited number of guys and they have to make it look like an unlimited number of guys. Oh no, I haven't heard <laughs> Get ready. This okay. is the most amazing thing you've ever heard. So they have their stunt team, right? And, and the stunt guys have to play multiple dudes cause they're doing these fights in one take, like with no cuts. Right. So they literally have the guys for the, for all of pre-production grow out their beards and hair. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then they start the scene, and guys will run in, get beat up by John Wick, fly or killed, fly off screen, and cut their hair a little bit, and then come back in and do the second part as a different guy, and then oh, wow. over and over until they're like bald and, and clean shaven. <laughs> it's incredible. That's great. No, I hadn't heard so, that. It's nuts. So I look at that and I think like, well, these are guys who have like tons of rehearsal time and possibly multiple takes. Who knows? And, you know, none of these guys are named faces. So if they mess up, who knows? Right. But then you've got the rumble where we know everyone and we know everything. It's a tiny ring from what I understand. And like you've got like it's like the big crossover. It's like I don't know if you I I guess they do it in in movies now, but it used to be just in comics with the big crossover event. Right. 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 Yeah. All these storylines are coming together at the same time. There's so much choreography happening. How is this possible? Yeah. No, it's yeah, it, it's always it's my favorite pay-per-view. Like obviously right. WrestleMania is WrestleMania, but I I love the Rumble every year. Like I get excited for it and just yeah, like all the moving parts. I love you know that story too, right? That apparently Pat Patterson was the one who came up with the Rumble and I like, don't know this. Tell me. Vince McMahon thought it was a dumb idea. <laughs> it was basically <laughs> like, no. And then they needed uh I think it was for the USA Network. They needed a special. And so they were like, all right, Pat, like, fine, we'll do your rumble thing. And then it like ended up being <laughs> ridiculously popular. But it's like the best rule set. It is so good. If, yeah. And it's what I've been saying for years. Like, that's a great gateway drug to the world of wrestling. Like, yeah. if someone's not into it, it's like, come over. We'll have sandwiches and snacks and watch the rumble. Yeah. You will be, a f- you'll be hooked. It's amazing. <laughs> I also, I maintain, uh, because I'm very proud of this, like with my wife, uh, is a convert of, I think anyone, if they don't think they like wrestling, should go to a live event. Obviously now <laughs> these days you can't do that, but like, sure. cause she had that of just like, she didn't have an opinion on wrestling, but like, you know, when we started dating, you know, I was a wrestling fan and she wasn't. And then there was right. a house show and we went and yeah, it's, you will not have more fun at a live event than, <laughs> you know, it's just, just kidding. It, yeah. it's so true. Same thing. Um, I've been to surprisingly few live wrestling. I mean, for someone in my position, surprisingly few. Yeah. So like two or something. Um, and I went to, I think it was a SmackDown to see New Day. Uh, and they were up against Bludgeon Brothers and it was in Orlando a couple years back. And I mean, I like the show, but I hadn't been to the show. Oh, and yeah. And it was <laughs> incredible. I was so blown away that I texted Woods from like the parking lot on the way out. And I was like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Oh my God, I was so good or whatever. And I think it turned him off. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. And I was like, whoops. <laughs> I marked out. It was just so good. It was oh, just man. so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is like, yeah, it's the most fun that I've had in my life is just seeing 
pro wrestling. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like what section you're in. Like you will have fun. It's so man, it's, it's, it's amazing. The more I learn about it, the more I'm, I'm kind of floored by the whole concept. Yeah. Like it's, you know, this it's, 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 it's indefinable. Like, what is it? Is it a show kind of, is it a stunt show? Is it a traveling stunt show with stories? Like, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's the funniest thing because I feel like people a lot of times are surprised when I tell them I'm a wrestling fan. And to me, I'm like, I don't know. It, It makes perfect sense. Like, you know, I, again, like you talked about like the John wick, I love John wick. I love fight choreography. I'm a nerd who did improv. Like it's all of those things. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's everything. It's everything. It's like, if you like soap operas, you'll like wrestling. If you like superheroes, you'll like wrestling. If you like stunt stunts, you'll like wrestling. Yeah. If you honestly, if you like, uh, fashion shows, you'll like wrestling. It's, it's incredible. I, I think I love like the ability for tonal shifts too. of like a new yeah. day is a great example of like, you know, they can come out and like throw pancakes and be silly and then break your heart. You know, like, it's true. Yeah, it, man. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about those guys. I, I love them with all my heart. And uh, like part of I have to say, honestly, working with them has made me a better artist, in my opinion. Oh, I, wow. fe- I feel like it's opened me up to a lot of things, you know, like I'm sounds like you and I might be on the same page in terms of being uh, sensitive nerds. Yes, <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't make any assumptions, but yeah, just yeah, what yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's totally fair. And, yeah. And, you know, like um, recently it's kind of the culture has shifted and it's like, a lot easier to just be who you are and then sh- show who you are. But, you know, there's been a lot of times where it's like, you know, it's, it's not cool to open up emotionally. It's not cool to get excited. And it's not cool. Definitely not cool to cry. And, you know, there's a lot of that. And like, I feel like new day got up in front of the world and put a flag in the ground and said, yeah, that's totally fine. That's yeah. being a, pure, a person that's being human. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like they just opened up all kinds of worlds for people. No. And that is like, it is really cool to follow them on social media and to see the way uh, that they use their platform and just, yeah, like, no, they are the greatest. And I'm, it's, it's very nice of, to hear you say that they are really good dudes in person. Cause I think as jaded as I am these days about most people, like you find out like, ah, oh, actually that guy's like, a, like if, if I found out they were not good people, I think that would break my heart. <laughs> like, so. Oh man. Well, good news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are just what you see on TV is who they are. They're yeah. so genuinely considerate and sweet and nice and funny and real. And when they get like, mad they're mad and when they get happy they're happy and just they're just like fully well-rounded just awesome dudes i I can't say enough about them i think that's the other thing too with wrestling uh as well as just like that i i'm endlessly fascinated by when people get hot you know because kofi's like a great example of and to go back to the rumble like for years he was like the guy who did cool stuff at the royal rumble and like oh yeah yeah. mr rumble but then you know once new day like came together and it was just this you know the like the three of them all were charismatic by themselves but then like together that it just was this thing that just became a phenomenon and you can just the fact that you have these rises and the audience makes it such that like 
you you know it kind of yeah obviously there's politics and everything with wrestling and everything else but it's like when you get the response they get like you're gonna skyrocket you know it's interesting i'll tell you man again i could just i could do a solid two hours on just how great the new day are (laughs) as, as individuals and as a group but like to me again personal heroes like just very inspiring like you hear the story about how the current incarnation of the new day came to be um and a lot of it was woods like they're a great group but i think woods kind of spearheaded the idea and he was like you know we want to try this and if you don't like it you can fire me you can kick me out you know and just just putting it on the line taking a thing making it your own putting it out there and just believing in it and and to see that succeed yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's shocking too it's just an amazing success story it, make, it makes me happy and it fills me with hope and inspiration yeah i i there is something fascinating and again you know i mean there's caveats to all of this but i feel like wrestling fans by and large like respond to authenticity in a really great way you know and they recognize that that like there's something real about them that i think yeah. resonates with people you know and it they light up like when they perform and it's it's so much fun to watch. They do. And it makes, and you know, the, it, it's, you know, this too, it's this weird cyclical relationship, you know, like the audience lights up and that makes them want to do more. And then the more they do, the more the audience likes them. And I think, I think it's all grounded in, like you said, in authenticity. I think that's the core of it. Like they really are brothers who really do love each other and really yeah. do love what they're doing. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's so that this doesn't just become like sure, sure, yeah. Uh, let's talk let's about, do another episode where yeah. we just gush about the new day, solid dude. I anytime, like man, I I will talk about them. I will talk about wrestling all day. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, no, I just want to jump back because I do want to talk about uh, you a little bit before, and then sure. we'll, then we'll get back to here. But. Um, yeah, I am just curious. It's certainly less fascinating, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, but uh, no, I'm curious. Like, so, uh, you know, I, I was reading a bit about you and it's on the Kickstarter and stuff, too. But just uh, out of curiosity, like, it, where did this all come from for you? Like, were you just you were an artistic kid? Like, where, you know, were you drawing in your notebooks when you should have been <laughs> like studying? Oh. Like, where, where, where did this? What's your origin story for this? Oh, copy that, man. Yeah, hundred percent. You're 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 dead on. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been drawing since I was a little kid. I have somewhere some old like Spider-Man comics that I, <laughs> I drew as a little kid, just stapling computer paper together. Um, and yeah, I mean, I found uh, I went to um, a private school for most of my upbringing up to like ninth grade, I think. And um, and I still have like there was like a like a it was a Christian school and I had like a Bible workbook that I found. And it's like this thick. And I did uh, a flip page ninja story like in the corner. <laughs> it's like so it's pretty solid. Um but yeah, so yeah, I've been drawing forever. Um, I didn't really have any formal training. Um, so I, you know, I hack a lot and I'm sort of making things up as I go. And I learn a lot from watching other people and asking questions and stuff like that. You know, all the things you do to try to improve yourself. Um, and the way it sounded like, did you want to know how I got into the gear thing? Uh, well, just general, just, just career in general. But yeah, just real quick to it is very funny to sure. me. Um Cause I like, I have a writing background and um, oh, I, the, what you said like really hit me because 
uh, we used to have this uh, church drama group and it was uh, me and Excellent. my friend uh, at, at first they were giving us the scripts and we didn't like the scripts that they wanted us to do. Uh, but we started writing them to the exact same thing. We'd write them during church. Like we'd be like passing <laughs> them back and forth and we would write these scripts and they were all just excuses to do whatever pop culture stuff we wanted to do. We did like a whole Batman thing, like at one point that was, Excellent. Rid- it was so ridiculous. I can't imagine what it was like for the adults did you have to tie it into like a, yeah. a biblical lesson of some kind? Yeah. So the way it would work to, is, <laughs> uh, yeah, the pastor would tell us because so it would be. I think we did it like once a month or once every other month or whatever. Because uh, this was like a, once you finished Sunday school, like once you were confirmed, then we were like in that age where we were like late middle school, early high school, and they didn't really know what to do with you, but you still had to go to Sunday school. So it was like <laughs> right, right. this drama program, but. Uh, the pastor, once we said we wanted to write our own stuff, the pastor would just be like, this is what my sermon's going to be about on the day that you're performing. But it almost became a game with us to be like, we'd come up with an idea and then shoehorn whatever. The, so literally the Batman one was Batman was battling the evil doctor. I've got better stuff to do. Uh, who like was telling people not to go to church and Bat- <laughs> was trying to stop. So it was just, I can't imagine that I'm it so was entertaining for the, uh, the, the people at the church, but we had so much fun. Like, what era was this? I'm just curious, like nineties, nineties. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. So this yeah. was post Keaton Batman. Oh, but we were doing 66 Batman. I was wondering what Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. You, were, you were channeling because, yeah, you know, yeah. depending on what era it took place in, the, the voice could be very different. <laughs> no. So we were doing campy 60s Batman. We we Perfect. had Batman throwing punches from like 10 feet away, you know. <laughs> like, That's amazing. Because we, oh, we also had a fight scene, of course, for no well, reason. Like we had like, to. yeah. <laughs> Half the Bible is fight scenes. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but no, we did something like that. We did a, uh, like a Bill and Ted parody at one point with Noah. Like just, you know, we were just, just, we were out of control. Awesome. I can't, awesome. like looking back now, it's so funny to me. Cause I'm like, why did anyone let us do any of that? <laughs> <laughs> they were just so happy. Someone was generating content. Yeah. Or they were just happy we were in church and not. Also, <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. No, that's more accurate. They're just happy you were there. <laughs> Uh, but sorry. So that was, uh, well, uh, I need to know these things. Yeah, yeah. I have to know. Okay. So, so you're kind of doing the same thing you're drawing, uh, at your school and then yeah, so you said you didn't have formal training. Like you didn't, you didn't go to college for it. You just, no, I actually went to college for film of all things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I applied to a film school in, uh, Orlando, which when I, I got, I went to, uh, UCF and I majored in film there while I was there. Like the, the instructors were great, but we didn't have a lot of stuff. Like we were basically uh, like in a couple of trailers, like on the, in the outskirts of the campus. Um, the class ahead of me were the Blair Witch guys. Oh, okay. Right. So, I'm from Maryland. So like, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I <Excellent>. remember that. <laughs> yeah. So I remember they, they, they did a screening of this, you know, project they were working on for the, the film school. We were all like, that's pretty cool. And then it got picked up and then released and became a worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> then I graduated. Then the school became outstanding. Like right <laughs> after I left, they invested all this money. And oh, like the yeah. place is like, in, it's like incredible. Now I had none of that at my disposal. <laughs> so, um, 
from there, like I, you know, at that point I wanted to be a writer director because that was everybody's favorite thing. Mm-hmm. What they wanted to do at the time. And, um, you know, I, I made some short films and, and things like that. Um, and a couple, a couple of crazy action movies that actually got released that don't look up, but they oh, exist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I ended up doing, it turns out, here's what I learned. It turns out that when you graduate from film school, they don't offer you big studio pictures what? the next day. Yeah, what? I know. They don't tell you this. Yeah. Um, but uh, being a, a visual storyteller and an artist, I started carving out a little career as a storyboard artist. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that for like, uh, you know, just kind of smaller things. And then it grew into like local commercials, then some national commercials. And then so I was making a pretty decent living there. <laughs> yeah, you can make good money from that. Like, I, I know that that like, yeah, that's a pretty. It, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all. But, you know, it's one of those things where, um, again, it's contacts like everything is it's it's the it's the crossroads of like, you know, what you're able to do slash who, you know. So, yeah. you know, if you know somebody, but you have no skills, that doesn't help you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I trained, I changed career tracks so many times. So that was my storyboard artist era, part one. And then <laughs> I have a, a, a pal that I met in film school named Kenny Beaumont, who's uh, right now he's a commercial director and he's like really successful and amazing guy. He's one of my best friends. Um, he had a brother, follow this, <laughs> who worked at a video game company in Oldsmar, Florida. Okay. And that company ended up getting a, um, a contract where they needed to shoot some live action stuff. So Kenny and I got pulled in to make that. While I was there, I was walking around the offices and I was like, oh, these might be my people because it was all these nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and there it was like the things you always see, like where their desks are covered with like, you know, action figures and like geek posters and whatever. And this is pre geek domination. You know, this is before nerd right. culture took over. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. What do I have to do to work here? This is pretty fun. And, um, I finagled my way into a concept artist position there. So I started working as a concept artist for this company who got a lot of licenses and their focus was family entertainment slash what they're what I'm going to call girl games right now. Okay. Not a thing anymore because right. gaming is gaming. Back then they didn't have a lot of game. It was all action and shooting, but there was nothing in the creative space. Right. So um, how sad is that? That that's that's what we call girl games. That's 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 it is really sad. Yeah. Really really sad. Like I I have like such a visceral reaction to things like that now. No, like, I do I, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate. Okay. I even hate. Man, you know what I hate? I hate when you go to McDonald's. Oh, the and toys. Yes, happy Meal. Yep. And they go, you know, boy, happy meal, girl, happy meal. I am so furious when I hear that. Like, just change it to A and B, you yeah. know, or just it's Pokemon and Barbie or something. You know, you don't have to. Anyway. Just, yeah. No, just I agree. I agree. Also, <laughs> since we're here, yeah. I also think that the toy section should be divided by genre, like mm-hmm. by, by play pattern, not by color, color palette or whatever yeah. they're doing. Now. Anyway. Yeah. Another podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I ended up doing concept art for games for a lot of a lot of different uh, well-known IP, and then I have also always wanted to write because you remember the the writer director thing in, in college, and so I just kind of brought that up 
by the way, if you ever have an opportunity and I can just even write just a couple of jokes yeah, <laughs> for <yeah>. some games. <laughs> and I got a chance finally. And I think the first game I wrote was a fairly odd parents game. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. It was really, it was really fun. And I got a very high compliment from that because Butch Hartman, uh, the creator of the show has to okay everything. And I heard, I didn't get to hear this firsthand, but I heard that when he saw my script, he thought his reaction was, Oh, did we get one of our people to do this? Oh, wow. Yeah. So from that point forward, I was able to do the writing for any games that, that came through. Um, so I guess that's career path two, <laughs> <laughs> or three, or I don't who knows. Um, and uh, I was doing uh, pretty well in that, and like we were getting more and more licenses, and things were going great. And I was just on the verge of launching uh, an IP that I created, oh. and it was it would have been so cool. Oh, it was the it was it combined all my favorite things like like mystery and uh, music, and it was just it was a really cool IP. And then the company that we were doing it for, uh, was it Ubisoft? I think it was Ubisoft. Um, uh, either, either they didn't go under. That was another company that we put under. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, at some point they pulled the plug on it. Oof. So it, 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 they still own it. They're not doing anything with it. It's just sitting on a shelf somewhere and it never got made. And right around this time, um, the recession started and like we were making mid-level games you know there's like your triple a stuff and there's your micro games and we were making mid-level decent budget kind of things gone that entire industry is gone it's gone yeah and my entire career went with it (laughs) overnight (laughs) and um and i just and no one was hiring uh, you don't, you think you're employable until you realize that <laughs> you're not in any kind of uh, necessary industry. <laughs> like right. no one's, no one's like, well, we, we have to have family entertainment games. Although that might be different now yeah. at the time was not a necessity. And I was just like, well, I guess I'll be teaching. <laughs> so um, I was lucky enough to find a, a gig teaching, uh, game design and writing all the things that all the skills that I kind of accumulated up to that point. Um, but at the time I also had, uh, my wife and I had like a little baby, little baby girl and a house, I bought a house like the day before I got laid off. That's and again, also yeah. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it works. Um, so I ended up also working like night jobs at another place and just like, I was just never home and I was pretty miserable. And right around then I started looking at Craigslist for something for fun, for heaven's sakes. Cause I just wasn't creatively fulfilled at all. And you're a creative guy. So, you know, when you're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not doing the thing that you're, that fills your heart with joy. You just start dying. You start yeah. withering away. Yep. 100%. Yep. And I saw an ad from a guy who was looking for character designs for a cartoon that he was pitching for a wrestling show. Ooh, and yeah. yeah, and I was like, I could probably pull that off. I answered the ad. It turns out it's Xavier Woods. What? <laughs> yes. And he wasn't on the show at the time. He was still in developmental. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we we kind of spoke the same language. We had the same references and we came up with this lineup of, lineup of like cartoon dudes. And, um, and I guess he pitched the show. I guess it didn't go anywhere, but I think him showing initiative helped. And he's Mr. Initiative, as you know. So, yeah. Um, then he got on the show 
And he asked me if I'd like to take a swing at uh, gear design and, you know, always say yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so I started doing that and um, we had a really good run. He had a lot of really cool looks and then he got in with new day and he, man, and this is the thing I love because he, you know, you have a choice. You're like, Oh, well, we're a stable now. We can do whatever we want. We can go. We have a lot of options. We can have the company make stuff, whatever. And he brought me along. He introduced me to the guys and said, this is my guy. I think he'd do great by us. And uh, they all trusted me. And, you know, here we are. That man, that is a good story. You said that wasn't going to be a good story. That's <laughs> feel free meandering to me. Feel free to cut. Feel free to cut some stuff. Uh, no, that's great. Um, yeah. So have you pretty much because uh, not to inflate your ego, but like the, the New Day has very distinct gear and I can picture it immediately when I think of it. Like, has that always been like, have you pretty much been their guy the whole time? Or I've, I've done all the new, new Day gear. That is uh, awesome. That is outstanding. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I feel like too, they um like they have really fun color palettes. Like I would imagine that's fun to play with. That was another thing when I mentioned earlier about how I feel like working with them has made me a better artist. Um, I I just never would have thought those kinds of colors would be okay for the wrestling industry. It, yeah. And I don't think it was before we started doing that. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because it's like, you know, I, I know the Heart Foundation like kind of would use some oh, paint back in yeah. the day. And they did it. I remember them saying that they just wanted because they were heels and they wanted to stand out. But it's like, yeah, you went through the 90s where it was like everyone wore black. <laughs> like, black leather, like, the Matrix yeah. era. Yeah, like once Stone Cold, you know, became a phenomenon, it was like everybody just had some version of like black trunks and <laughs> black boots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, I feel like color is starting to come back in, but definitely not nothing as close to like the new day, like in terms of just bold, you know, like pastels. We, and <laughs> we really we really try to push the envelope like the hottest the hottest pinks that we can get. <laughs> and I have to say uh, a ton of the credit goes to uh, Robert at uh, main event gear. Uh, they have manufactured sewn, tailored all the gear that we've designed, uh, all the stuff we've designed. And the stuff that I do looks good on paper and by paper, I mean, glass screens. Um, but, you know, there's a big difference between what looks good in 2D on a screen and what will work in real life. And those guys can translate like nobody's business. So anytime like anyone comes to me and they're like, I don't know who to get my stuff done by. I'm like main event, because <laughs> have you seen the new day? Yeah. That shouldn't work. <laughs> None of that should exist. <laughs> I do also I love the blues, too. Like the, that baby oh, blue yeah. that you use is so good. You know, what's yeah. funny, too, is. um I remember I I played the Gears of War was it Gears of War five that you can download them as characters and it's like yeah. I feel like the the stuff you guys came up with is so distinct that that's what's fun about playing the, like using them in the game is they have these like pinks and stuff like in their armor and no it's that it's, was really cool that was actually a unique uh, experience for me because I didn't work firsthand on the Gears of War designs um, but you're felt. I feel like your presence is felt. <laughs> they, yeah, well, that's what was neat about it because, um, you know, a lot of times uh, with New Day, a lot of the stuff we do is um, we do a lot of parody gear, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of homages. Yeah. So a lot of time I'm riffing off of something that already exists and trying to bring it into the New Day space. 
And this was someone riffing off of our stuff and bringing it into the Gears of War space. And yeah. it was like, it was like I, my baby had a baby. It was my grandbaby. So what, uh, like, how does it go? Like, walk me through, because now this is where I want to really get into the nuts yeah, and bolts of like, um, do, do you get a text? Do you, do you, how do you decide that it's time to make new gear? What kind of conversation happens? What kind of designs are you sending them? Like, walk me through. I want to know the whole process. Sure. Um, so yeah, uh, up until recently, no, you know, I'm still, still now it's always a text. Okay. These are big textures Yeah, yeah. and it's a giant pain in my butt because <laughs> the text chains can go on oh, for yeah, days. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to go and back just through. <laughs> and then I have to compile it and put it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so like I much prefer email and I'm, what I'm learning is that everyone but me considers email an antiquated form of communication. <laughs> like no one does it. Well, you can see and I hit like, you through email. So I'm, I, I have a feeling you and I are similar. Thank you. Know, I think yeah. so too. We dress the same. <laughs> yeah, I know we, we did match. For, <laughs> Everyone for, put on your blue shirt. Your yeah. Yeah. Please know listeners that we are both wearing hoodies and blue shirts, you know, with it's, our it's headphones cool. and beards. We, yeah, we, we look like we're at the same casting call right now. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Look like a, a random character generator with only like two assets selected. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you can yeah, but, fully customize the. <laughs> <laughs> Choose any of these two looks. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So it usually ends up being a, a long text chain, and then I have to compile it all and email it to myself and put it together into uh, what I call a gear brief that I put up for myself. Um, and depending on what it is, like, you know, there's been so many crazy things that we've done over unicorns, the years. Like, what was that one? Unicorns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the unicorns, that's a, that's, that's ubiquitous. That's like through everything. Yeah, All yeah. You have like through the lens of a unicorn, but then like, it's like, okay, but in the language of unicorns, <laughs> now we're doing uh Basquiat gear. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. so crazy. Um, so I'll, I'll use the Basquiat as an example, but you can apply this to any number of the uh, the themes that we've gone through. So, you know, these guys, a lot of times, now, a lot of times they will discuss among themselves and save me the trouble and then just send me a thing saying Basquiat gear. But even that is not uh, <laughs> uh, an easy, an easy do, <laughs> you know, like I'll get that. And I, my policy is to just say, yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I will do it. I will find a way to do it. So then I am really having to research. Like I, so you're I'll going say through this. looking at Basquiat's work. Like you're looking at art. Like <laughs> yes. Like yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Like I, I feel like we have very competitive gear in terms of like, you know, how, how good our stuff looks. Oh yeah. But I, I can I, say, you know what? Hey, I'll yeah. say it. Maybe you can't say this. I think New Day has the best gear in the WWE. Aww. I and I'm not saying that because I'm talking to you. I would say that to anyone who asked. Like I, that you saw me light up when I was like, "You did all of it." Like, no, their gear it it is it stands above. I think. Like, oh well, thank you very much. I know it stands out for sure. Yeah, which is uh, big. I mean, that's huge in wrestling. That's like half the battle right there. <laughs> it's a really big deal, and it was. Um, and and part of it is kind of like all Woods' uh, master plan. I don't know if you ever heard him on the podcast talk about like wanting to stand out as a wrestler because he was talking about how he's when he got in, he wasn't as big as some of the other guys. And, um, you know, there's like a thing about that, like no matter how dynamic you are and what a, how great you are on the mic, like 
you know, oh, there's a, yeah, there's a shelf like there's a yeah, they won't let you sure. get past. Yeah. Yeah. So his thought was like, well, why would anyone want to buy my action figure? <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to cover myself in cool designs and colors. I'm going to wear gloves. Like, you know, he's like one of the most covered up guys. That's true. Yeah. He's like full tights, kick pads, pointy shoes, like <laughs> long gloves, you know? And like, that's right up my alley. Cause that's a superhero baby. And that's <laughs> what I always want to do is draw superheroes. So that's true. Yeah. Too. You have more surface area than a lot of other wrestlers like to play with between the three of them. Like there's more, <laughs> more ground oh, to cover. So- it's so funny because I did um, I did ricochets. I'm doing ricochets gear now. I just did another set for him. Um, but when we first started our relationship, he was a superhero motif. You know, he was yeah. like the believe in superheroes or whatever it is. Um, and I we were connected through Robert again through a main event. And he said, you know, hey, man, I, uh, I think ricochet is going to call you. And I was like, oh, that's. Do you understand what a pairing that's going to be? <laughs> like he's got so much canvas and he's a superhero and oh my gosh. Cause I see like, he shows up as like Nightwing a lot. And I'm like, I can riff off Nightwing, man. I know that whole Bloodhaven plan. This is going to be great. Um, and then uh, we finally connected and he was like, Hey man, so I'm going to trunks and we're not doing superheroes anymore. Like, oh. We did some awesome stuff. Yeah. No but, doubt. Like yeah. I, I love the the looks that we came up with. And especially we did a second round where we added a jacket and it is tight. It yeah, looks yeah. so good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just talking about canvas. Like yeah. Woods has a lot of canvas. Kofi has a lot of canvas. Biggie's coat is like yes. always a delight yes. and a challenge <laughs> to fill up that space with something. Yeah. So like I was saying, the the one thing I will say definitively. The New Day has the best researched gear in all of WWE. I still, I'll drop the word researched for you. They, they <laughs> no one does the research like we do. So, uh, so, but yeah, so you, okay, so you get a yeah. very long text chain that you have mm-hmm. to weed through, and then uh, they give you a concept, you start researching it, and then do you do like multiple mock ups? Like, what, what's next? Yeah, absolutely. So, Honestly, lately we do less of that. I think because we're just we're more, we get more in sync with every every set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what they're looking for. They know what your style is. You, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And we've been man, we've been together maybe six years, which means me and Woods maybe eight years or something. It's it's a long time. So, um, but in the beginning, up until about maybe a year ago, I would give them like ten wildly different concepts per theme. Um, and it it was always a little bit tricky because they want to look like a team, but no one wants to have the exact same design. Right. So whatever it is they land on, now I have to do variations of that. Like, you know, and and he's got a singlet. So like he has his own visual language that I have to work in. Yeah. And then there's, you know, Kofi and Woods who have the tights, but they're similar. So they can't be too much the same. They're all of a piece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I do, I do, um, I do a, a dozen or so mock-ups, send them their way, and then they weigh in like, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one, or we all like this one, change it up. Um, and then I just start iterating and I just clean it up and send them. And like I said, as as we've gone on, as we've kind of evolved and and kind of synced up as a, as a unit, um, I've had to do fewer and fewer iterations, which has been nice. Um, and then uh, Kofi will show up. <laughs> Kofi, <laughs> he is the 
He is the best. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Okay, and I've said this uh, to him and multiple times about him. So this is not salacious or anything, but like <laughs> he has a vision, you know, like like he has like a tone that he wants. Like he he likes things being very busy, very very busy. Like if you'll notice, like his version of whatever sets always tend to have like way more elements and Easter eggs than the other two guys, and. Um, and Woods, he's very much plugged into the pop culture gaming community. So anything I can do to sort of make that pop for him mm. is 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 great. And Kofi is just an art director. <laughs> like, I swear, I swear if he there's another version of him in some other timeline <laughs> where he is like just he's he's running magazine layouts or he's working in Hollywood or something. He's like he is an art director. He has like <laughs> a vision. He knows what he wants. Like he'll he'll let me play and then I show him and then he'll go, "Great. This blue needs to be a little bit darker. This gold, I think there's another way we can go. Let's put them together and see. I don't know. And it might be nice if we sprinkled in a little of this too. See what you can do. <laughs> so, <laughs> great. So there's that. The, the, the great thing about him is um, his directions are crystal clear. Because I, um, I guess I skipped this section in my, my origin story, but I, I did some work with uh, Disney Imagineering for a while. And like they have like that's what they do. So they have like very, I don't know. Well, they're, I don't know. The method that they communicate is like very refined and very polished, you know, right. and there's like language that they use and terms that they use. It's, well, it's they have like clear. a style guide, right? Like they're going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or unless you're making the style guide, then it's like a little tougher. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but like I, Kofi, Kofi is like an imaginary training dude. That guy <laughs> knows what he wants and he knows how to communicate it. It's, it's a delight. It's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's helpful. You know, it's probably better than the like, yeah, I don't know. It's not working for me. You know, oh, <laughs> no. I had those too. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> those, those, I have a lot of friends who are artists. So <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's some guys I've worked with who just want something. There's a lot of versions of clients. There's the yeah. ones who want something mm -hmm. and whatever you come up with is good. And that's, that's great. Yeah. And then there's ones who want something. I know what I don't want. Yes. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I won't know until I see it. So yeah. give me some options that I can shoot down. <laughs> I'll find it. And you're like, Oh, why did I give you a flat rate? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So, so we've got, we've got the origin story. Um, we, we've got, you're making uh, the, the gear and then, uh, so I, I know kind of from the Kickstarter for Our Heroes Rock, sure. it, it says that, so this was, it kind of started as a gear concept uh, a little bit. Yeah, first. man. It yeah. was uh, last summer. So you remember last summer, summer of 2020, just turmoil and chaos. It was like, just mm -hmm. like a post-apocalyptic movie that we were living and there was no escape from. I'm like, now. Like, yeah. Now where everything's <laughs> fixed. But yeah. yeah. Now we're fixed. Everything's yeah. fixed. Now we live in a utopia. It's all, yeah. it's all good. We yeah. did it. Yeah, so if everyone can close their eyes and remember last summer when it was bad, you know, it just feels like so long ago. So long ago, but yeah, man. So that was a, that was a rough time, and yes, yeah, um, yeah. and E was very like we all, man. Right after right after George Floyd, it yeah. was that was like so such a dark time, and I don't know how you felt. I I wasn't really following the news at all. You know, I was yeah. already like kind of like inundated with just yeah, no, the, it was the a lot. pandemic and everything. Yeah, and I remember 
one day I, I got on Instagram and like all the screens were black, you know? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I remember that day. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how I found out. I was like, well, what's, Ooh. what's going on here? And so yeah. I started like doing a dive into it and like, I uh, kept seeing this name, George Floyd. And I was like, well, why do keep, people keep saying that name? And then I just started researching and the more I researched, like the worse I felt like, I just felt like crying. I felt helpless. I felt just, you know, I was just uh, was inundated with a lot of emotions and not, there's nothing you can do with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was just a rough, that was a rough time. And, but uh, he was feeling the exact same way. Actually, all the guys were, um, but he had this idea of like just something he could do, you know? Yeah. So he and the guys got together and they came up with this idea of like, you know, what if we represent uh, the civil rights movement or heroes of civil, civil rights, but we do it on our gear. Like we use our gear for messaging anyway. A lot of times we tell jokes, a lot of times we do Easter eggs. Let's, let's, let's tell a real story. Let's see, yeah. you know, let's make people ask some questions and see what we can, what kind of uh, traction we can get. So, um, so I got that text and I was like, yes, yeah, that's amazing. That helps yeah. me. That'll help me get it out very similar story to uh the brody gear like it just it'll help me process this will be awesome you yeah know? yeah so um so at that point e that's that's sort of when e and i sort of became a little bit more of a, a design unit because um i usually send things out and i'm waiting for everyone to ping back um and you know kofi's like just like un, he's like the number one family man like he just loves his family so much and anytime he was not on the road for the first time in forever, you know? So he was yeah. like soaking it in. He was like with his kids for hol- you know, holidays and birthdays. It was great. Yeah. And, and Woods is the same way. Plus he's got his video game empire that he's building. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it was like um, a, a tougher to get uh, responses and feedback from them. It was like a longer wait. And then he eventually said like, Hey, let's just, I'll be contact. I'll be the, I'll take point on this. Uh, you and I can work things out and then I'll present it to the guys and it'll be faster that way. I was like, great. So he and I worked very closely on this gear set and I was like, who do you want on? You know, who do you want represented? And so he sent me uh, like a couple of names and I was like, cool. And they sent me like two more names. I'm like, great. And they sent me four <laughs> names and then six more names and then four more names and then two more names. And Those I was like, okay, I think, getting longer. <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> so at this point we have 17 characters that I have to somehow represent on, I mean, we got canvas, but come on. Yeah. So he's a big like, guy, but he's not that big. You can't. <laughs> right. Yes. So, and, and they can't be too small on yeah. the gear. You won't be able to they see them, read, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So that was a big design challenge and I worked very hard on it. Um, that was killer, man, because I treated each one like its own piece of art. And then I came up with like, I don't know if I ever posted. I never posted it. I meant to. I came up with like a like a seating chart, basically, for all the gear. I, I, my little my little code was it's OK if there's overlap within the guys from their entrance gear to the regular gear, but there can't be any overlap on a single piece. Right. Yeah. Plus, with the three of them together in entrance gear, everyone should be represented without overlap. And then when they take off their entrance gear, they can all be represented without overlap. So I've made up a lot of rules for myself that I probably didn't need to. But again, yeah, the most researched gear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we did that and um, sent it over to Robert at main event. They knocked it out of the park. 
uh, and then the guys debuted it and the response online was huge and it felt so good. It felt so positive and good. Not, and, you know, every time you do something, there's always somebody who hates it. Uh, and like yep. none of that. Everyone was amazing. And I started getting messages for the first time because, again, I have a modest, very modest social media following. I don't really go on social media that much, but Instagram a friend of mine talked me into getting onto it. So I I'm on it. Um, but my following are basically new days following <laughs> just people. They're just like a splinter group. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I have a few people that I interact with and, and, you know, they ask questions and stuff, but like I was getting messages for the first time from like, like wrestling people, I guess, but also just like, like teachers, and and uh, activists and community workers and people were saying how can we get this this is this is great i'd love to get this in my classroom i'd love to get like posters can you are you guys making merchandise for this whatever and i was like we don't we don't have any plans to but that's i'll i'll, I'll bring it up to the guys and maybe there's something we can do i don't know so i mentioned that and um and they were excited about the idea of doing something bigger with it um because they had just put out their uh their t-shirt uh, do you remember this? Like Woods was injured at the time and uh, Kofi and E had gone out and they, they took a knee in the ring. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. turned that into a t-shirt that they auctioned off for charity and mm -hmm. they made like something like $16,000 or something for, uh, you know, for charity. So, um, and, the, and I think that energized them. And I think they were excited about like, Oh wow, we can make some kind of change yeah. through, you know, shiny pants and fighting, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, like with that momentum kind of built up against that idea, uh, sparks started flying. And like, that was the kind of the, the very beginnings, the very origins of, uh, of our heroes rock. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah. So then I guess just to fill people in, hopefully, sure. uh, I, I know the response has been well, and I actually, I saw that you guys, you hit your initial funding goal, which is really awesome, but it was, uh, shocking <laughs> <laughs> but just for clarity's sake so uh the pitch is that uh well why am i describing it well do you want to give the pitch uh, absolutely the sure yeah. so our heroes rock is a um, 3d animated series that uh e and myself and another partner named andreas hale who's like an amazing guy he's like a, a sports journalist and a cultural historian he's super smart he's a genius and uh the the three of us are trying to raise money to launch this animated series. So the idea is that it uses uh, sci-fi elements and hip hop elements, and it's supposed to basically shine a light on heroes of black history, but like in a way that is fun and it's like educational, but you don't realize that it's educational because I don't know if you're like me. Well, I bet you are because we're very similar guys. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, growing up, whenever anything had the whiff of an educational uh, oh, yeah, you're program, not, educational no. content, like oh, I'm out of here. Yes. This is this is there's not going to be enough shooting and fighting in this for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so when we when we approached the concept and we wanted to do something with like. To, what can we leverage the momentum of this black history gear into? Um, I think I ended up, I, I, you know, I plugged into, you know, the things that I love, you know, and I love sci-fi and I love robots and I love, I love all that stuff. So I kind of pitched them this idea of like, what if we infused 
those things into this. Now, the, the, the hip hop element, that was Andreas and E that brought that into it. So it's like you put all of these elements together and it makes this really explosive package. It's so exciting. I just, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And, uh, I, and I'm thrilled with the, re, the response that we're getting because you never know, like when you're creating in a vacuum, you know how it is, you and your friends get together, you're like, yeah. we got it, came up with a great idea. Yeah. And then no one cares. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. <laughs> But luckily, that hasn't been the case this time. People really seem excited about it. But no, it, no, it is extremely uh, my my taste. Like that, that was why. Like I hit you up pretty much. I think the the day I saw it because I was like, I, I love this and I need to talk to you guys about this. I'm oh, just like, so cool. Thank uh, you. It, it's so cool because yeah, like I mean. You know, I, I, like you said, I I won't sit there and watch an educational thing, but I'd sit there and watch like Doctor Who or something. You know, like exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, so one of the the elements about it that like I think really ties everything together is the setting. Yeah. So it, it's in this place, and I'll just kind of quote myself from the video because why not? But um, yeah. So it's like in this place, it's like a museum of the future. It's called the Hall of Heroes, and the line we're using to help people understand is like, what if the Smithsonian was designed by Tony Stark? You know, so it's futuristic, it's hard light holograms, it's those floating interfaces, it's all the cool things that you like. Um, so it's this big museum and it's got all these American heroes in it and it's got all the ones you'd expect. It's got your, your George Washingtons and your Thomas Edison's, your Neil Armstrong's, but it's also got Ruby Bridges and Ida B. Wells and Nina Simone, like all these people are in here, like kind of mixed in among them. And in uh, comes this class, you know, because they're, they're on this ultimate field trip, right? But they're like little robots <laughs> roll in. But then when you take a closer look, you see that the heads are these screens. And what's happening is like kids at home from all over the world uh, are wearing their little VR sets so that they can like navigate this place with these like big swooping steps and drops. And there's like precarious areas in here. And this will keep them nice and safe. And uh, yeah, so they're like on this like virtual field trip and they've got the ultimate tour guide who's this big bombastic wisecracking <laughs> robot uh named etor who's your electronic tour guide uh and That's he's good. voiced by e yeah and, and and he takes them around and he shows them these exhibits and the exhibits that's kind of like uh, for in terms of story engine, that's how we kind of get into the stories of the heroes, because the exhibits are like living. It's like living data. You know, it's like these holograms, like a holographic exhibit that like where you're seeing the story of these heroes reenacted. And that is like a music video. And the music is supplied by hip hop artists that we've curated and are writing songs just for the project. It's the coolest thing. <laughs> Did you guys do a victory lap after Etor? Because I they, like that alone, I would have I would have taken the day to celebrate. Like when that light bulb went off. The story behind that was I was I, so I'm I I feel comfortable ideating, like coming up with concepts. Uh, I do have for fun. It's 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 great. It's what I want to just do for a living, you know. Um, but to be honest, I'm not good at naming stuff. Never been a strength of mine ever. Yeah. So, and and Ian Andreas don't have these worries. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's an anxiety of mine. So I was like, I was like, at some point we're going to have to name these characters, and I know that I am bad at it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just walking around in a circle in my backyard, just like coming up with stuff, listing stuff, and like I had a bunch of like really corny ones, and then that one kind of occurred to me. And I was like, that kind of works in a lot of ways. 
because it sounds like his name. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And it also works because it's a shortened version of this other thing. And it sounds like a very robot-y name. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. Um, It's perfect. And like, (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) But I wasn't sure it was going to go over Uh, because you never want to be too corny with these guys. So like I I just said it in the text and then there was this long pause. And I was like, well, I'm out of the group. Uh, but yeah, they, they ended up loving it. So it made me happy. Well, well, let me ask me, ask you too, since I, I do feel bonded in uh, nerdiness with you. Sure. And that, yeah, like, so, so how much thought have you put into this world? Like, cause that's where my brain goes. I'm just immediately fascinated by like, okay, so what is this reality? Is this like sure. near future? Is this alternate earth? Like, what, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> I hear you. So in my mind right now, mm-hmm. it's the not too distant future. Okay. And, um, I don't honestly know what the world is like outside of this one setting. Okay. And in a way, if you're like me, you might understand this instinct. Um, I've kind of, I've kind of learned to compartmentalize certain things mm-hmm. and you save things for dessert. If you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So like, that's like world building and mm-hmm. it sounds really fun and it's so exciting, but it's not, it's not time yet. Yeah. So yeah. I like, I put, I put that in this little box and I, whoops, excuse me. I put that in this little box and I set the box over there to the side and uh, I'm really excited about opening it and playing in it. Um, the thing about us as a group is that we're all sort of classic planners. Mm-hmm. And the, the good thing about that is, you, you know, you come up with some, some good stuff. The downside is sometimes you never start. Yeah. Oh, do you have any of that? Are you like that? Oh, the number of times I've broken my own heart thinking of season three of the show that no one has bought. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Like, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. No, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know know where I'm coming from. No, but I'm doing it with your show. Like already, like I've already decided that this is going to get made and I'm like, well, you're saying that uh, their screens, you know, that they're not there. That means they're at home. What are their home lives? Like, do we ever get to see inside their houses that's i'm already overcomplicating you <laughs> write right up your best ideas <laughs> and send them over oh uh, i've you you don't know what you're asking i'll start pitching you you don't i bring it <laughs> so um but yeah so um I, yeah so I, I like i said i i kind of have learned to compartmentalize this thing and then like the three of us will think about things and think about things and think about things we kind of learned this about each other and we sort of realized oh no we're doing it with this and we need to launch it like before Black History Month is over because it, like it'd be a great time to get eyes that would not normally look at our project to look at our project. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, so we sort of drew a line in the sand and we said that is our start date and we are starting on that date no matter what. And then there was a moment where we were like, cool. And we were like, oh no, there is a ton of work to do. <laughs> so we just started compiling all of these things and all this material into like a lookbook and the video is its own horrific story. I'll tell you about it if you'd like to hear it. <laughs> um, and then um, we launched and then that whole week was just pushing because that first week is when you get your momentum. And if you yeah. don't get it, then you may not get it later. So that whole week was pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and um, you know, and we did well. And then people started calling, which was nice. And a lot of them are like, so where's, what's, what's the script like? And it's like, we don't know. We, oh. <laughs> we, this is such early days. Yeah. It was kind of like we, the thing I keep saying, you heard the old saying about like, you jump off a cliff and build your wings on the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We are in the middle of wing building <laughs> currently. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm like you, man. I'm crazy excited to open that box and, and get into it. Like I have some vague ideas, but I haven't allowed myself the, uh, <laughs> the, the opportunity to do it yet because, yeah. uh, you know, there's press releases. There's so much like day-to-day grindy kind of work that I don't want to do. <laughs> and I, had to do. I kind of feel like that's um, maybe the, you know, both the pros and the cons of Kickstarter too, right? Is like so much of it is like the, you have to have these tiers and you have to have rewards. And it's like, you end up having to do a lot of Kickstarter specific work, right? <laughs> There's a lot of Kickstartery work to do. Yes. Um, and none of us, um, are passionate about paperwork. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so we managed to pull it off, but like it just, we burned a lot of calories doing it. <laughs> uh, so like I said, I, I, I checked on it before we talked. I saw, um, yeah, you guys passed your original funding goal, but that was also, so the original funding goal was for almost more like a teaser, right? Like you were going to do like a seven minute video. Yeah. So it. yeah, the way, the way we have it structured is this now, um, Part of the reason it's so expensive is the style of 3D animation that we want to pursue is very high-end looking, mm-hmm. and that's intentional. And part of it for me is, you may not have noticed this growing up, but I did, where whenever there was a cartoon that they decided, this is for black audiences, it was always a little cheaper <laughs> looking yeah. than everything else, you know? Uh, which is saying something, because when you go back and look at some of the cartoons we watched growing up, we're like, yeah. oh, I remember this being epic. <laughs> yeah, they, and they're really <laughs> recycling that background. <laughs> everything's miscolored. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so it was really important to me that, and all of us, that if we if we were going to make something that was going to be, you know, I don't want it to be specifically for a Black audience, but it really needs to resonate. It needs to feel authentic, and it needs to speak to us um that it's got to represent man it's got to look good it's got to be hot looking it's got to be high end it's got to feel like someone put a lot of care and money into it you know so um so we found this uh animation house well that's not that's kind of an exaggeration we didn't find them it was a group that i've been working with for a couple of years on commercials and things like that and um i've always loved their look and i've never like I've never been able to hire them for anything. <laughs> it would be great. It's like, well, it's, you know, you meet people and you're like, man, if I could afford you, we would, I'd give you a project. And I just, I've never been able to. Um, so yeah, so we're using them. Their, their stuff is incredible looking and, uh, but it's expensive. You know, it's expensive to get that look. So what we decided to do is to, basically create what we're calling a pilot online, but in truth is more of a proof of concept. Yeah. 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 You know, it'll be complete. It'll have a story and, but it's more like to convey the, the look and feel and the tone of what we want to go, what we want to get. And we would love to have this finished project and sort of use it as a pitching tool to show around, to maybe get someone else to fund it (laughs) so we can, so we can make this series and keep the team intact and, and like have this look and feel and, and, and the vision and the creations moving forward. So that's what we're trying to do. And that's, that's the, the goal that we've hit right now is awesome. And that's what we wanted to do, but that is a very narrow scope. It's like a moving target. So with the budget that we hit, uh, Monday, the 75K, uh, that gives us a chance 
to make this and do it well. It doesn't give us any breathing room to make mistakes, to make revisions, to rethink something, get more jokes, get second takes, you know? It's like, the, it's, it's MVP, it's a minimum viable product, you know? Um, so what we're aiming for now, our next stretch goal is going to be, and I don't think we've actually put it up yet because we kind of hit the goal faster than we expected <laughs> to, um, is going to be trying to get that next level of production value to give us time to add extra detail to the backgrounds and like, you know, like, Hey, we missed some lines. Let's do a pickup session. (laughs) (laughs) Like all the, all the, all the, the time. And and like I say, the breathing room that you need to really make sure that it's it's as magical as it can be when it's finished. So that's, that's what we're hoping for. And so far so good. I'm I'm, I'm a classic pessimist, but I'm starting to feel kind of good about it. No, that's awesome. No, I, yeah, it's, man, it is such a cool idea. And oh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I want to watch this. I, I, yeah, my heart is in your project. So it, I need it to oh, happen man. at this point. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, back to the, uh, the look of it. You know, one of the things that we had in mind and that we keep kind of telling each other is, um, man. So, okay. Backing up a little bit, you know how like movies are coming out now? straight to streaming. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you're like me, they're the same quality of movies that we were seeing pre-pandemic, but you're not as excited about them. Yep. At least I'm not. Yeah, no, it, it plays different, you know. Right. And I think that's because we don't have that six months of buildup with the ad campaign with like the trailer and here's the teasers, trailer one, here's trailer two, here's some interviews, it's commercials, it's here. <laughs> you know, it just shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, we don't have like, trailers and marketing build up anymore. And, you know, I, I can't change that. But one thing I do know is extremely important is that thumbnail. Yeah. That thumbnail is so important. <laughs> that's like, that's more important than the show. Yeah. Gotta have a good thumbnail. So part of the reason we put so much work into Etour and the kiddos, and I don't know if you saw her Ruby Bridges, she's so cute. No, she's great. She's, yeah. She's adorable. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, you put that against the backdrop of the hall of heroes with all the lights. Like I think it makes a decent thumbnail. And if you got a good thumbnail, I think you'll get a click. And if you get a click and we did our job, right. Hopefully you're compelled to watch the whole show and, and you know, then we're on board. Yeah. And it, it helps that uh, Biggie is one of the most charismatic human beings on the planet. So once you hit play on that video and he starts talking, like he's man, I got. Uh, did you see his twenty four by chance? By I haven't chance? seen it yet. I man, I need to watch it. I haven't gotten a chance. It. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. The, the WWE uh, documentary crew always does a killer. No, job they, that's like, why I really want to see it. They they knock those out of the park every time. I they're just the best of the best. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and this this one with E is like it's so good. And I learned a bunch of things that I didn't even know about. It was really it was really cool. Um, but um, I I'm I'm in it briefly. Oh okay. I, yeah. Because uh, E and I it turns out live kind of closest to each other. I didn't know this. We kind of discovered it. <laughs> and um, so he he asked me if I'd love to if I'd like to be you know featured at all. Just so we can talk about the civil rights gear and everything. And I was like sure. So. All that to say, I got to see him at work (laughs) and it is a sight to behold (laughs) this guy. Okay. In real life, the tour is very introverted and he's very quiet. You know, he's just, he's like, just like a guy who keeps to himself, but the dude can turn it on. Like he has got a switch (laughs) and I got to see it flip on and off, like on command on set. So like, you know, the, he was just kind of standing around like on his mark, like um, 
you know, just kind of waiting around. And I'm sure they were rolling to get like some nice casual B-roll, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the director was like, hey, all right, give us some of that biggie energy. And he's like, okay, boom. <laughs> he just turned it on and he's like, you know, the, the gyrating and the dancing and the, the, the peck jumping and like doing the, oh, you know, the whole thing. And then like, we'll go, you know, it's like, uh, oh, Cleveland. Is that okay? Is that good? It's like, oh, that's great. And then the guy would ask him, the director would ask him to be, um, you know, all right, now be serious. Okay, now be jokey. All right, turn it back on. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you go back to the thing? And like over and over, he's like a machine. He's so good. He's so talented. He can bring it out whenever he needs to. I don't know if it wears on him because like I, I'm I'm kind of an introvert myself. So like after this interview, I'll have to take a nap. So, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine like if if your job is to be that on, you know, yeah. and it's so physical too. Like I don't know how he does it, man. No, I think like man, wrestlers just that. Yeah, the because I can't also fathom what it's like to have 30,000 people react to you walking down a ramp. I mean, <laughs> right, right. Like just, you know, I, yeah, it's, a, and then a lot of times, I mean, depending on what it is, if it's a pay-per-view, maybe it's longer. If it's the rumble, maybe it's longer, but like yeah. you might be out there for 15 minutes and then your right. day's over. <laughs> you know, It's crazy. Yeah. And like, I, you know, again, I, I'm learning more about the industry as you know, the more I work near it. Um, but like these guys are incredible. They're oh, all yeah. like, they're all incredible. Even the ones you've never heard of are incredible because like, yeah. think about all the things you're asked to do. Yeah. You know, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look good. You gotta have a certain physicality. You gotta be able to do stunts and you have to be on the mic. You have to be able to cut promos and come up with a character. Yeah. It's way too much to ask of anyone. It's incredible. No, and it is fascinating. Yeah, like because sometimes you'll get people that are amazing in-ring wrestlers who aren't great on the mic, or you'll get people who are great on the mic who can't deliver. So, yeah, to actually sure. hit that sweet spot of, like, everything that the skill set asks of you. No, it's – I I that's why, like I said, I have endless respect for <laughs> pro wrestlers for such a, like – unfairly maligned career <laughs> like oftentimes like it's, i think they're the hardest working people in entertainment because they like I you said agree. they have six different jobs <laughs> i agree you know like you've got you've got uh, movie stars who do similar jobs but then when it's time to throw down they'll step out and their stunt guy steps in and wrestlers yeah. are their own stunt dude <laughs> you yeah. know it's it's too much well, and, and I don't think people appreciate because, like, you can look at The Rock where it, it, people almost have that thing, like, you know, because where he's at now. And it's this idea that that came out of nowhere or something or that it's a surprise. And it's like, where do you think he trained to do that? Like, what do you think weekly TV appearances? Right, <laughs> like, right. what skill set do you think, you know, then to hit a mark to deliver a line perfect every time you have to do it every time because there is no redo and it's like, it's like, and it's like your background. It's also part improv. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a lot of improv. <laughs> yeah. Going out and making things. Yeah. It's like, but like you said, like, here's your lines, here's your script, go out there. And um, if you feel like it's not going well, make something up and don't yeah. get it wrong. I think the wildest thing to me about wrestling, like, cause, and again, I, I'm like you, like I have more questions than I know, like the workings <laughs> yes, of the business, Absolutely. but just like when I started really learning too, about how much like, oh, so you guys just like, you know, some guys plan out matches a lot, but other people just like improv them, you know, they improvise the matches in the moment. Like two guys who have worked together really well can just like go out there and not know what they're going to do. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's I I don't know how you get to that point. I don't get it. I <laughs> yeah. don't get it. 
again, if I ever managed to uh, get to the point where I could just sit a tour down for a Saturday and say, let me ask you everything. I, I will find out. I'll get back to you. I, I don't know. If you need a thousand more questions, I can email them to you. And I, it'll be an email. I won't text you. I'll say Great. Thank, oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. I want to compile it into another brief. <laughs> All right, man. This has been utterly delightful. Like it is so great talking to you. And please, yeah, we have to talk more after this. Like you got to come uh, back. Yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, anything I didn't mention that you want to mention? Like obviously, I'll put up the link. Uh, oh this. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have hit our initial goal. But like I said, um, that'll get us one shot. <laughs> I would love to give us a chance to like really enhance the project and make it everything it can be. So. We are still pushing. We're still putting up stretch goals. If you go to ourheroesrock.org, uh, you can take a look at our reward tiers. Oh, and I should tell you, we are, I can't say what they are yet, but we have like at least two amazing like crossover with other companies making a cool thing reward <laughs> tiers that nice. we're about to, uh, we're, we're finalizing stuff right now. We just got to make sure everybody's on board, but it's, it, it's going to be incredible. Um, we're going to enhance some of the things that are already there and we're adding a couple of more tiers. Um, so it's, it's exciting. We're trying to make it so that it's worthwhile to back the project, but primarily if you, believe in the project you know if you believe in the message and the vision that like everyone can benefit from knowing more about the sacrifices and the accomplishments of all these heroes of black history and i believe that we all could benefit from that um then i'd love it if you guys could just you know back us at whatever level you're comfortable whatever you can pull off or if you can't just spread the word that's just as valuable to us because we are like everyone we're in an information bubble you know and we're pretty, we're doing pretty well in terms of getting the word out. And we have a pretty saturated like wrestling bubble, you know, but there's people who've never heard of uh, Biggie, you know, who've never heard of a tour, who've never heard of like any of us, no one's heard of me. Um, it would be really great to get outside of that bubble and to get into other spheres. So if you're hearing this and you're able to spread the word, uh, the hashtag is kickstart history. The website is ourheroesrock.org. Um, you know, spread the word, tell a friend. And uh, I think we can get this thing done. And I think it's going to be awesome. No, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I'm excited for it. So, yeah, definitely. And when is uh, what's the, the date? Like, what is the last day for the Kickstarter? Great question. Yeah. Something I should know. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't know the exact date, but I know that it's like like either the eve of WrestleMania or WrestleMania itself. OK, it's so like, you yeah, got some. Yeah. So that's yeah. smart. You guys are smart. Like that's <laughs> that was that was our remember I told you Andreas was a genius. Yeah, he, he sent a text. He's like. Guys, I got an idea. <laughs> what if we bookend our campaign with Black History Month and WrestleMania? And we're like, yes, that's, that is, yeah, that is genius. You have done the correct thing. That's awesome. right. All right, cool. Yeah, no, this is great, man. Like, I really enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out. This was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Seriously, I I could have talked to that guy for for hours, and in fact, we talked for uh, quite a while after the end of the interview, just about pop culture and kind of nerding out together. Big fan of him uh, and of his work for sure. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure you check out their Kickstarter if you liked this interview. 
Uh, I would recommend last year I talked to Karen Parsons from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air who is doing something not exactly the same as this, but she has their sweet Blackberry, uh, which is also looking to tell stories of uh, black history that, you know, don't get the sort of spotlight they could. So definitely check out that. Or if you go to hobotrashcan.com, if you're a wrestling fan, go through the archives. The, I've done some interviews with Mick Foley. I interviewed Chris Jericho, AJ Lee, uh, Kamala, who, um, you know, unfortunately passed away last year, but I got a chance to talk to him a few years ago. All of those are there. Check those out. Check out the rest of the archives. And remember, question everything. I've been moving closer to sourcing I've been trying not to controlling There's some shit that's been going on But me that she can't see uh, I've been moving closer to sourcing I've been trying not to hold on it There's some shit that's been going on But me that she can't see I've been trying not to controlling There's some shit that's been going on But me that she can't see uh, I've been moving closer to sourcing I've been trying not to hold on it There's some shit that's been going on But me that she can't see Are you holding me down? Are you building me up? Are you holding me down? Are you building me up? Holding me down, well I've got to move on. You've been holding me down, well, I've got to move on. Uh, yeah, okay, now we were gonna kick it, but I always drop the ball. You just wait up at your parents' house until you get the call. I get in at 11 through the desert, I'm a mob. Then OG hit my phone like this the year that we get on. And girl, you know I love it when you all dolled up. You can hit me when you need me, don't keep all that bottled up. I'm a tent before the weekend, and we know that's not enough. So we get right down to business, cause you know we need a touch. And I've been catching feelings, you've been feeling like whatever. We had dinner down in Phoenix, I never had brochettas. Time of the year, I do my own, I know I need it. Don't ever wanna speak it, now we really gotta leave it alone. I've been trying not to control it. There's some shit that's been going on, but me that she can't see. Uh, I've been moving closer to sourcing. I've been trying not to hold on it. There's some shit that's been going on, but me that she can't see. Are you holding me down? Are you building me up? Are you holding me down? Are you building me up? Are you holding me down? Well, I've got to move on. You've been holding me down. Well, I've got to move on. Babe.
Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Joe. And this is Chris from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to The Hobo Radio. Joe, do hobos listen to Hobo Radio? I think so. They have one in their stick and bindle, right? Uh, that's called a bindle stiff, sir. Bindle stiff. And you know what? If you listen to The Curioso, you will get to know things like that. Because we talk about the weird, the strange, the bizarre, and sometimes the mundane that you just don't know. So enjoy your two hobos, but you can catch us at thecurioso.com on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Nicholas Cage wants you to.